Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, guys, we are back recording another exciting episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. This is a a bonus episode for you guys. We mentioned that we are going to start doing some uh, competitor profiles, some creator competitive profiles. We're going to bring the guys on that you're going to hear on a a weekly basis and fight against on the on the leaderboard and we're going to let you know who they are share their platforms with you and i am joined by chase my famous co-host fit bass fishing extraordinaire how you doing buddy oh man i'm doing great i'm looking forward to doing some of these profiles just so maybe i can get some uh, inside tips on uh, how to beat these guys so let's uh let's bring these uh, guys on and start doing these profiles yeah, absolutely. So we're going to kind of keep these kind of short for you guys. These are probably going to be like 20 to 30 minute episodes on the high end. You're still going to get your regularly scheduled programming. However, we just want to continue to show you guys who we're working with, get you excited about this, and get you get you thinking about it a little bit more. We've had people uh, already signing up. I think we're close to – well, I haven't checked lately, but we got people signing up. I'm getting a lot of messages. And, guys, if you've got messages, reach out. Send me a message, but know that on Tourney X, if you go to Tourney X and you look for the Yakking for Bass Challenge, all the all the rules are right there. If it's not addressed via the rules, it's fair game. If you're worried about it or if you see something you need changed, shoot me a message. There's still a narrow window that we can maybe alter the rules, but pretty soon we're going to lock down these and make them permanent. So before we get to the episode, I want to thank the people who are helping make this fishing tournament possible. First, Cadence Fishing, they're the rod and reel company that we've been working with to bring you the bonus episode, the first of which landed just a few days ago, so go back and listen to that, Everett Park. Sportsman's Alliance, Tethered, Yak Attack, such as Vacation Rentals, those are the people bringing this content to you, and remember you can fish against Southern Ground, the Whitetail Distraction Podcast, the Southern Outdoorsman, G2 Outdoors, and yours truly, Chasing Tales Outdoors. So, uh... Chase, do you want to give this guy an introduction, or we just want to, you know, give him a holler? He's kind of busy right now, but uh, we're gonna call him anyways. Yeah, let's get him on the phone. I hear he's out 
doing a little uh, pre-fishing right now. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's get him on the phone. He, he, he's going to need that practice. Don't don't forget to tell him here in a minute. Oh, I won't. All right, guys. I have got a legend of Alabama. I'm talking the creme de la creme of kayak bass fishing. This guy's got all the gadgets. He's got all the gear, and he puts it to use on a daily basis he puts his video out there and earlier he told us where he's fishing we're not going to share that with you guys because this guy's going to need all the help he needs come in june and i don't want to bombard him with a bunch of people but on the line we've got parker mcdonald ceo owner editor content creator of the southern ground hunting podcast buddy how you doing i'm doing fantastic i i feel like that was a better intro than I gave you on the podcast. You were a guest with us on. <laughs> well, we wanted to build you up so we can tear you down during the podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I opened up with that podcast that, that Walt was a guest on and said uh, something like, he's a guy that complains that he lives in Florida and can't can't uh, make it happen in the outdoors in the woods or on the water. I said something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he did he did he built me back up though see it was like a one-two punch because he lured people in on facebook he's you know he called me a legend he called me all these different things and then the first 15 seconds of that episode he, he just went went ahead went ahead with that uppercut and just knocked me knocked me clear out so <laughs> <laughs> you got to you gotta you gotta stay humble you that's know? it that's it something yeah. has to keep you humble yeah yeah well it's it's not gonna be my athletic build or uh my good looks to to, to build up my pride so <laughs> hey you're internet famous now buddy yeah everyone's seen the pics so oh, i'm a meme now. oh yeah i'm a meme. You're gonna be a model soon you're an online model now <laughs> <laughs> if i don't make it into some of the tethered uh the tethered uh media here soon i'm gonna be so upset it's not even gonna be funny <laughs> greg i know you listen to this so i'm calling you out right now uh we're not gonna talk go into That's that weird. too much he told me in fact he made it a point not to listen to this podcast that's what greg told me <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great about that that whole little segment there is you were cutting out so bad I don't think people could have heard what you said. Exactly. Oh man! <laughs> Dang it. So, well, dude, listen, we're we're uh, doing this series. We're doing a weekly episode. I know you're going fishing, so I want to kind of keep this kind of brief. I don't want to uh, be an excuse on your YouTube video as to why you didn't catch fish this evening. You mentioned you had some rain coming in, but uh, kind of give yep. it, give everybody a little bit of a backstory. Uh, who who is uh, Parker McDonald, and why should they tune into the Southern Ground? Yeah, so um, so like like Walt gracefully said, uh, my name is Parker, and I do I host a a podcast on the Sportsman's Nation Network called Southern Ground Hunting, and um, actually venturing into the world of fishing. We haven't talked about fishing just a ton on the podcast, but. I've been uh, I've been fishing for a long time, but probably longer than I've been deer hunting, and um, and uh, and really, uh, kayak fishing is what got me started in the whole kayak realm in the first. I also do um, a a YouTube channel with me and some of my buddies, uh, Michael and Tyler, and we do. Uh, it is also on the Sportsman Nation youtube channel and uh and we do these we do blogs um right now we're trying to do them weekly and uh it's turning out to be pretty pretty tough but doable um we're getting into getting out of turkey season we we got four or five or so videos of turkey season and 
um, going into bass fishing. And, uh, yeah, so we're dropping a lot of videos, a lot of good content. Uh, we've got some scouting, some public land deer scouting stuff coming out soon. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of our, our mediums, I guess you could say. Uh, we do we do YouTube and podcasting, and uh, and try to do the best job we can with both of those. Sometimes it uh, it seems like it's we're not doing a great job with it, but <laughs> um, but you know we're 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 trying and we're trying to put out good stuff, uh, teach people and entertain people and inspire people. That's kind of our goal. Well, so are you going to drop hunting from the end of it? If these uh, fishing videos become too popular, you're going to have to make it something like Southern Ground Outdoors or something. I know. I know. I, you know, the thing is, is for us, um, like like Michael and Tyler, they, they like to bass fish a little bit. Um, I like to bass fish a lot, but it really doesn't even, it doesn't touch hunting for me. And so uh, while we are going to be as well-rounded as we possibly can be, uh, our, our main passion is going to lie in the woods. And, um, you know, for me, I, I kayak hunt pretty much every time I hunt. So I'm on the water just about every single time I go deer hunt or turkey hunt, pretty much anything. And so, um, you know, when it's, when it's the off season, a lot of times, more often than not, I'm already tired of unloading my kayak all the time and, uh, and loading it up and, and doing all that stuff. But, you know, I do like to fish. It's just, I'm going to say it's not my biggest passion, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I, I think I think you kind of mimic Chase and I. We're, we're very seasonal. Whatever's in season, we're going after. If that's deer, if it's Absolutely. if it's bass fishing. Chase, is, Chase has always been that way as long as I've known him. I think maybe he's doing a little more fishing now uh, than he has in, in the past, or maybe he's just showing me more photos of it. I don't know, but. Well, I used to fish a lot, but then like I said, when the kids come along, you kind of got to decide, hey, am I going to can't be out all the time sure so, sure i mean uh, you, I just i just chose to do more hunting for me that was that was really where it happened like i used to walk i told you several times like i used to do the, the tournaments every single month during the summer i was doing turkey x tournaments and uh doing pretty well at them you know and I, I enjoyed fishing and i was doing it as much as i possibly could and then we had our first baby and our second baby right now on the way. And so I kind of had to make the decision, like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to, am I going to be a deer hunter or am I going to be a bass fisherman? And ultimately I chose deer hunting because, you know, the sport of deer hunting, it doesn't just last here in the fall and the winter. It's a, it's a year round thing. And I really want to pick, pick my battles. Not that my wife really, she doesn't, she doesn't care. She doesn't complain about it at all. But um, you know, I want to. I want to be able to honor her the best that I can. And uh, I don't. I don't ever want her to hate or ha- despise hunting and fishing because it takes me away from her too much. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. No, that, that sounds very respectful. And and in return, you're probably going to get out there more often. So what I yeah, hear, man, and. That's 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 the truth. I've been able to make the most of my time spent in the outdoors just by doing that, for sure. Well, let's let's break into uh, your fishing acumen. Um, I think you are self-proclaimed a one-trick pony. If you can't catch it on the Senko, you can't catch it. Uh, <laughs> just about, yeah. <laughs> who, who got you into fishing, man? Uh, my dad did. I actually, I remember 
Uh, I was raised in West Texas, and if any of your listeners are from West Texas, they'll know there's not just an overwhelming amount of water in West Texas, and uh, there's there's not a lot of places you can fish. But um, we we would go on spring break. Like I was a kid, man. I would watch. I, I wasn't renting. That was this was back in the days of Blockbuster. I wasn't renting, you know, video games and and Pokemon and all that. Oh, crap. I wasn't doing that. I was renting uh, the hunting and fishing videos that they had at Blockbuster. And, you know, there there's like five of them. And so I rented the same ones multiple times, even though, you know, West Texas is not the outdoors and paradise. I was I was just consumed by it. And and my dad would take me anytime we got a chance to go spring break, summer trips, camping trips. We were going to uh to lake ivy which is a big a big lake a great bass lake in west texas but still about two and a half hours from where i live so it wasn't like we could just go after school or anything like that it was a it was a treat to get to go and man we made the most of it and i just learned how to do it like i was so i was so like just captivated by the outdoors like i was i was always outside shooting birds with a pellet gun you know and i would build ground lines in my in my backyard in the city and shoot birds with a pellet gun like that's that's kind of how i was and so it, you know i had all I had so much if i if i got five dollars for pulling weeds in our yard i would go and buy like broadheads and i didn't even have a bow like and i would go buy worms and even though that i wasn't i, I wasn't gonna be able to fish like i just i wanted to have it and so uh, my dad was a huge inspiration in that. He was kind of an adult onset outdoorsman. He learned to do it when I started becoming, you know, really um, captivated by it. And so he learned how to do it and taught it to me. And we just, man, we would, we had so much fun um, going fishing, going on campouts. And, and it really got to the point where, like, I was so into fishing and the outdoors. Like, we would have men's men's trips on our at our church. And I was out fishing the grown men because I was just into it, you know. I was just, I was so, and maybe they let me let me beat them. I don't, I don't know, but it was, it, it really is what gave me that passion and that drive to do it. Dang man, sounds like we had similar childhoods. Yeah, yep, yep, for sure. It it was, man. I wouldn't trade it for, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And now because of it, you know, me and my dad, we have a better relationship than most people and their dad. Um, and if people listen to the Southern Ground podcast, so you'd, you'd see that for sure. Like, I have my dad on any chance I get. And I talk about it a lot because it was a, a huge, a huge part of me loving the outdoors and, and getting involved in it and, and really making it a huge part of my life. And uh, and we, we talk about it. I talk to my dad almost every day. You know, if one of us goes fishing and one or one of us goes is out and hunts or something the first person we call when we're done is each other uh and and that's you know that's priceless that you can't put value on that for sure there you go uh, i'm with you man I, I i think my entire childhood was trying to scrape together pennies and nickels for 22 rounds and like fishing sinkers and and you know j hooks you know that was that's what i did you know that was yeah that was it I was different from other kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Chase was too. I think he grew taller than all of them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I grew up playing sports, so I didn't start fishing and hunting <laughs> uh, uh, until I was probably 18 to 20 years old 
um, just got into it uh, through actually my uh, wife's father. But I, I was just obsessed with sports. I mean, even growing up as a kid, I didn't watch cartoons or uh, anything like that. I was always watching like Sports Center or football games, baseball games. So I, I really didn't even in my family, nobody in my family hunted or fished. So I didn't have a chance to get into any of that until I got older and started meeting new people. Yeah, and I see that a lot. I see that with uh, with with guys who a lot of people who get into it around the same age as you. It's it's a lot of people who are into sports, but sports only really last, with the exception of like golf and tennis. Sports for most people don't last past high school or college. College, if you're lucky. High school, if you're normal. And and so there's really, I think those two are very closely connected because it, it is the outdoors. Regardless, you're outside, you're active, and uh, it's competitive. Even if you're competing with yourself, and like I see that so many people, you know, they they really don't get into it until they're older and they don't have football or basketball or baseball to, to play anymore. They really just have, um, you know, things like, like our public lands and it, it makes it so easily accessible to, to guys to be able to go out and, and fish or hunt or spend time in the outdoors when, you know, when high school's over, when they don't have sports anymore. Uh, I really, I really, I see that a lot. And a lot of the guys that I talk to on our podcast are the exact same way uh, as you chase, you know, they just, they needed something else after high school was over, after sports were over. You need something else. Yeah, no doubt. It kind of, like I said, it kind of lets you feed your competitive side because, I mean, I fished, some, I fished a lot of saltwater fishing tournaments five to seven years ago, and I, I really enjoyed doing that. And I really, like I said, sports, a lot of team games, you got camaraderie. Well, a lot of guys from work, they like to hunt and fish. So it kind of gives you that camaraderie that you, you miss from sports. So that's one of the real reasons I enjoy hunting and you got all these forums nowadays online where you can talk to guys who are into all of the same things like saddle hunting or kayak fishing. So all of that combined kind of, kind of brings that back. If you know what I mean. Cool. Well, speaking of competitive side, how how competitive are you, Parker? Are you competitive enough to take home the trophy (laughs) of the creators? Yes. In, in short, yes. So I, I, like you all, I'm a, I'm a short man. I'm a, I'm a little man. I'm five foot six. And so, you know, like with sports and stuff, I played sports and I enjoyed sports and stuff, but ultimately I'm five foot six. So there's not, there's not much you can do in a lot of the sports. And uh, fishing is one of those where it really doesn't matter how tall you are. doesn't matter how big you are. You can be skinny. You can be fat. It really doesn't matter. Um, and so when it comes to fishing, very competitive, I'm very competitive with anything. Like I'd be competitive in freaking cornhole, but, um, when it comes to bass fishing, <laughs> something I'm, something I'm, um, decent at, uh, yeah, I, I'll trash talk and I'll, I, I don't lose easily. I, that doesn't mean I'm not, it means I'm a sore loser if I lose. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, to answer that question in short, yes, I'm. I am competitive enough to, um, if nothing else, make everybody think that I'm good. So there's there's three short men on this on this tournament. There's you, me, and Greg, and it sounds like we're all about an inch away from one another. Yeah, you know, and and Andrew and Jacob aren't very tall either. No, they 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 they're they not, have a tall posture on their podcast. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. I just envisioned they were both six foot two, six yeah, three. Yeah, personality yeah, so big well, they fill the room. 
<laughs> you know? Listen, I guess when you catch small fish, you have to have a big personality like that <laughs> uh, to make up for it. Right. <laughs> Maybe they're saying the fish are bigger and we just believe them because we think they're so big. So I can, I can see that for sure. Have y'all seen that little gadget that you put the fish on? It's two hands and you can hold it out and it extends it away from your body like another foot and a half. I bet you they got a couple <laughs> of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the case. <laughs> oh, man. They're going to love hearing this. Well, Parker, the, the, the weather is going to be deteriorating for you quicker uh, the longer we take, and the, that means less content for the rest of us to watch while we're getting ready for this tournament. I have assembled uh, some, some questions for you, some rapid fire, some not. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Awesome. Parker, spinning rod or baitcaster? Uh, we'll say spinning rod just because I use it the most, but I like to fish with a bait caster more. Um, but just for the setup that I am most successful with, the spinning rod is, is the best, is the best for that. Gotcha. All right. This is a question, Walter, tailored to me. Top water <laughs> or spinning bait? Mmm. Like top water or like a spinner bait? Yep. Yep. I'm going to go with top water. I'm I'm a little disappointed. I teed that one up to where you could have had the best of both worlds. You could have done a buzz bait, and that would be top water and a spinning bait. But that's okay. Oh well, okay. I didn't know we could be creative. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's keep going. Number three: spawning bass or pre-spawn bass? Ah, uh, pre-spawn. Right on. Why? Um, it they seem more aggressive. Sure. For me, anyway, yeah. down here. No doubt. Okay. Question, 50 fish in two hours, one ounce shy of the state record, or one fish, five pounds over the state record? <laughs> uh, probably the, the, the one fish over the state record. <laughs> That's the competitive side. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it was the competitive side, he'd take the 50 fish in two hours because then he'd have uh, he'd have five darn near record-breaking bass to enter into the yakking for bass challenge. So. Right, but if he catches that state record over five pounds, then he'll be uh, forever famous. Yeah. He might even pass the, be, the Crimson Tide in Alabama for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be way. If I do that, I'm way above a yakking for bass challenge. Yeah, like, that's I'm true. <laughs> I'm exactly really fishing from a kayak at that point. <laughs> All right, number five. What's your favorite bait? Kind of already said this, but uh, yeah, Senko. Depending on the lake is the color right now. It's going to be June bug living here in Alabama. June bug Cinco. Um, it really doesn't matter the brand. I use the Yum Jingo because everybody has it. But uh, yeah, June bug Cinco right now. Mm, nice, nice. I'll write that down. Next question: What podcast has the Bassmaster on staff? Southern Outdoorsman or Southern Ground? Uh, well. I mean, what what podcast has a YouTube video of bass fishing? That's oh. that question. So, I mean, let the viewers, listeners decide that one. All right, a question with a question. We're going to have to do some research. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you know that, that the Southern Outdoorsmen do not have a bass fishing video on their channel. So, Okay, well, there you go. Sounds like you're the winner. <laughs> yeah, I got that one in the bag. All right. Number seven, who's better looking, Tyler Malone or Michael Pike? Who? 
I'm going to have to say Michael Pike. Um, well, yeah, I don't even have to explain it. Michael Pike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who is going to catch a bigger fish on a Cinco, you or Greg Godfrey? Oh, man. If I'm just going to speak honestly, I'm going to say Greg's probably going to get that one. But I'm going to do everything in my power to not let him catch a bigger fish. But at the end of the day, his little private army-based ponds are probably going to produce bigger fish. (laughs) (laughs) What's the biggest life lesson? The biggest life lesson fishing has taught you? Mm. Uh, Let's see. Um, Okay, so I would say there's probably a couple, but patience is is pretty key because it's really easy to give up on fishing it's really easy to give up and just go home and watch netflix when the fish are not biting but fish are always going to be biting somewhere on something so you got to figure out what they want and if you've got patience and you you can do that right on and and such is life sometimes you just got to try a different option you got to try something else. Awesome. Well, the the final question, which is the most important question, is why should folks join this tournament? Um, well, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of good reasons why they should. First off, it's it's going to be fun. Um, you get to to network and and build friendships with some cool guys. Um, but just material materialistically speaking, uh I mean, all you have to do is catch one fish over 10 inches to have a shot to win a tethered mantis, which is like, for me, like if I'm an, if I'm an outdoorsman and I'm wanting to get, especially if I'm wanting to get into saddle hunting, like there, that's a no brainer for me. Even if you don't want to get into saddle hunting, you can resell a tethered mantis for a a lot more money than it costs (laughs) to enter into, into this tournament. So that's true. I mean, if you have no desire to hunt or saddle hunt you still have a chance at making some serious cash on that. That's true. That's a pretty good reason if you ask me. Plus, like, I like to really shut up trash talkers. However, I am a trash talker. So if you have the opportunity to shut me up, like, that's pretty satisfying as well. (laughs) That is true. They'll they'll get the satisfaction of saying, man, I knew this guy didn't know what he was talking about. I whooped this guy. In, in a tournament that he had 30 days to fish to beat me. And he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not too, I'm, I'm not trying to say that I'm going to try to necessarily win. I definitely want to get my five fish though. That, oh yeah. That's my ultimate is get the, a good five fish and see how everything unfolds and maybe get lucky on a couple of them that reach that 22 inch mark, hopefully, mm-hmm. and be there right at the end and, I'm definitely going to be fishing as much as I can. So don't be thinking that I won't be out there except one weekend or something. I'm going to be out there a bunch. I'm pretty confident in, in the fact that I will have five fish that are over 17, 18 inches. Like typically just statistically speaking, like I, I can usually on just about any tournament reach that, um, now over 20 inches. I've had a couple of months where I've been able to do that doing fishing those tourney x tournaments but it'd be it'd be tough especially in june a lot of times those 
those bigger fish are mm-hmm. tougher to catch in the middle of summer. So uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. But I feel pretty confident to be, you know, have five fish over the 18-inch mark. Well, and pretty you, confident. You, you just touched on something really important there. I want everybody to kind of hear a second time, and that is – there have been several people that I've talked to that have said, oh, well, the people in the South have an inherent advantage because the fish get bigger down here. And that's true. But if you're down here like Chase and I are, and you are, you're still down here way South too, even though you're up in Northern Alabama. Uh, by that time, the water temperatures get really hot. I mean, I'm already sitting at 80 degree water temperatures right now. 85 degrees, the water quits holding oxygen, and the fish have to start getting more selective with where they are sitting. So we are well past spawn we are well past their transition back to deeper water. We got to work pretty hard to get on some fish and get out there real early and take advantage of the fish being in the shallows and then be able to, to, to find structure and find ledges that are deep and, and get on fish. So, you know, my best fishing was, was probably about a month ago. I'm talking like I go out there and can oh, catch yeah. any kind of fish I want to. That was about a month ago and we're still sitting a month away from the challenge almost. So it, it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be brutal. So any, anybody, yeah, my best, my best fishing yeah. happens during turkey season, and I'm never fishing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, March, April is probably where I've caught my biggest fish over the years. That March, April range. But Absolutely. They're also full of eggs. <laughs> I shared a picture. Uh, my biggest fish. Well, not my biggest. I've caught one that was around the 10, 10 pound mark, but uh, it was like a twenty five and a half inch. Holy fish. moly! Um, and that was that was in Georgia. And it was right around the end of April when I caught that fish. Now, my second biggest fish was a 9.1-pound fish. Uh, and I posted it somewhere today on some forum thread. But it was in Georgia as well, and it was, like, in July. I was wow. catching a bunch of dinks. I was catching dink after dink, and all of a sudden, I caught this this freaking big girl. And at the time, it was my biggest fish. And, uh, and that was in July. So, you know, I have, I have hope, you know, being able to catch some, some bigger fish, but it's, it is tough this time of year to, or not this time of year, but in June. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot of big. Yeah. No doubt. They're, they're there. I mean, they're, I mean, I've caught, like I said, a nine pounder in around June, but I mean, she was completely spawned out. I mean, belly was all flappy and everything probably would have been 11, 12 pounds. I would imagine. Right. Super long, like you're mentioning. So they're there, and I, there's some some of the guys that are in this tournament. Besides the creators, are studs from what I've seen at bass yeah. fishing. So yeah. they're going to be they're going to be bringing it too. So it'll be good to kind of go back and forth with them and uh, get some uh, leaderboard updates every week. Oh yeah, and the good news is is that in this kind of tournament, weight does not matter. Length is king. Right. So, I mean, you got right. a four pound fish that measures out at twenty four inches. You know, so be it. Absolutely. It doesn't really matter. Not to mention the daggum conditions we're going to be fishing in. Down here, man, by June, it's going to be 80 to 70, 78, 79 degrees. And, and at the earliest time you're leaving the dock, and by mid-morning, you're going to be in the 90s easily. So it's it's one oh, of those yeah. things like, you know, I got a buddy of mine up there on Lake Erie right now wearing out the smallmouth on pre-spawn. Well, you give him a couple more weeks. I mean, he's out there bundled up in jackets right now. You give him a couple more weeks, it's going to be long sleeve and blue jean weather, and I'm going to be down here sweating my butt off with a camel pack and some sweet tea. I mean, Did you say a pack of camels? Yeah, a pack of camels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cowboy killers. Well, I'm going to be taking out there. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be getting six thirty in the a.m. starting to fish. Oh yeah. About oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, it definitely it gets start getting daylight here. 
usually during the summer if I fish in the morning. I do a bass fishing, kayak bass fishing small group through our church um, because I figured, like, I'm, I'm a staff member, so I have to do a small group. So I figured I might as well do a small group of something that I would want to do. Sure. And, um, and so we do this kayak bass fishing small group, and we meet at 530. And that's when, that's pretty much when it starts fishing during the summertime, 530. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, listen, dude. Awesome. I'm, we're going to let you go. We're going to let you get out there and go catch some fish. Go give them all sore lips so that uh, come June they don't want to bite your uh, your Senko. And by the way, Chase, I picked up a couple packs of those uh, on clearance for you. So those are those will go in the mail early this week. So <laughs> well, we will. Super, I'm super disappointed because I actually went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I actually went to three different places today, and nobody had June bug yum dingers. So uh, I'm going to have to. I'll have to figure that thing out. I did get some that were pretty close to it, but we'll see how yeah. that works. So the only place, the only place online, according to what I've been told, those have not been produced in quantities as much in, as much as they have in years past, and it's a very popular color. The only place online I've been able to find any kind of uh, a variety of Junebug uh, Senkos is Tackle Warehouse, and they're on a two week back order right now. Damn. Yep. Ridiculous. Yep, but there's a big old clearance box of them at uh, Walmart right now. If you want them, yeah, probably dollar that's bag. That's the only place I didn't go to. Yep. So, so. all right, dude, we'll get out and go fishing, man. I appreciate you coming on here, and guys, we are going to do one of these every so often, highlighting all the people you can fish against. The Whitetail Distraction guys, the Southern Outdoorsman, Greg Godfrey, we're in, Adam Cruz. We're going to try and, and nail him down for twenty. 20 or 30 seconds as however long he can uh, spare for us and uh <laughs> it, <laughs> if if you haven't already get out uh, get outside go enjoy the outdoors go look at that tournament on tourney x it's gonna be a whole lot of fun we've got twelve hundred dollars worth of prizes to date we're still working with two other companies we've got more stuff coming down the pipe so if you haven't already sign up today get in there early trust me there's gonna be an incentive coming quick for people who have signed up early and until next time we'll see you later